0: Well, Mr. Graham, there might not have been any Prem due to the international break, and there might not have been any uh, championship, but there was some League One, there was some League Two, and you know what else? There were some FA Cup replays as well.
1: That's some proper football, that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I would say, you know I, I you know what, fuck it, I'm going to call you out. I can tell you keep looking up at the TV to watch the Monday night game to see what's going on with your uh, bets. I'm sure that's probably the case. Doing I got the money, money symbol. Let's start the show.
2: Born in the land. Bowie, Maryland. Spread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Ray day, the fucking gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight and shorts, Sam Graham.
0: Hello and welcome to DU Does EFL Show, a completely biased brief recap of the English Football League, as told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host Sam Houston, and across the well across the internet from me today is my co-host Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing, buddy?
1: Not bad, thank you very much. Uh, enjoying this Monday night old school throwback. Just run it, run it, run it. Football game.
0: Very good, of course. And as this old, has been very fun. Always on the ones and twos. We have producer Mel.
2: Hello. I like to get that last little
0: bit of falsetto in. Yeah, it's always nice to get in there. Very well done. You're welcome. I'll call that producing. Yeah, he has a very good rock scream, <clears throat> Adam. <laughs> yeah, he very much does. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get podcasts. Typically, you can stream us every Monday night, but because of the international break, we're on kind of a weird schedule this week. So uh, there was no DU football show, but there was a drunken whiskey show on Saturday night. So be sure to check that out. Uh, should you want to check with the, chat with us, there are as many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch.
1: Absolutely. It still hasn't changed. It's at DU football show on all the social medias and DU football show at gmail.com to get in touch via email.
0: Excellent. Sam, myself, work in the wine and spirit industry. And since we didn't uh, record a show, we are actually drinking something different right now, even though Saturday we drank all of the top 20 whiskeys from Whiskey Advocate. So is the red blooded Americans we are. We've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, what are you sipping on tonight?
1: Man, you told me. So the holiday season, you know how I like to kind of theme what I'm drinking, especially when we're apart with what's going on. And I know you told me about the Pierre Ferrand uh, portfolio uh, when I picked it up, but I didn't realize how motherfucking good it was. Uh, So I have one of their higher-end versions tonight, the Ferrand Cognac uh, Single Barrel Series. Um, 100% Grand Champagne, uh, which is a a circular region of Cognac itself uh, where they grow their Uniblanc grapes, basically. Um, it is a unique cask, uh, banules is the cask type, which I'm not sure what that means. Um, but it is a barrel strength, single barrel cognac, which you don't see very often. Wow, 54.3% by volume. That's 108.6. I don't know if you've ever seen this. This is apparently was distilled in 2011. Uh, it does not give a bottle date. So I don't know exactly how old it is, and it does not have a normal cognac designation. Uh,
0: probably, because um, normally I think cognac has to be blends of multiple eaux de vives, so that might be why it doesn't have a distinct uh, line to it, Sam. Like
1: It could be, but it, I mean, an XO, for instance, is a minimum of, what, six years of aging.
0: Right, used to be so eight, it's like, now
1: six. What, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly no, so I'm telling that, that, you until it is, now
0: it is six. It used to be eight. Okay. Uh,
1: it, until now I've never really sold cognac. So there's <clears> one, <throat> one legality thing that I'm not super clued up on. All I remember is that it does have to be specifically Uniblock grapes and it does have to specifically be uh limousin wood. Yep. Um, from that particular forest. Mm-hmm. But, it has um, to be done in a lambic,
0: anyway. just in a lambic still. And it has to be produced. I believe it's March is when the distil runs go.
1: Right. And it it also has to be made in the appellation of cognac proper. Of course. Um, But (laughs) yeah, so it doesn't say anything else. So I don't know if it's an XO. I don't know if it's a VS, a VSOP, a Napoleon. It is quite dark. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. can see that. Uh, Again, because it's a,
0: I would say because it's a single barrel um, is why it's not given a delineage of uh, you know, VVS, XO, that kind of thought um, process. I,
1: I would also just say, just given on <laughs> the depth of color mm-hmm. of this, it's probably an XO. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And given the fact that it was distilled in 2011 and it's now 2023 and this was the fresh run that Bacchus received before we merged together. Mm-hmm. Um, I would reckon it's at least an XO. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Probably. Um, and not quite a Napoleon, because there hasn't been 13 years we wouldn't have got. If it was a Napoleon, we wouldn't have got until at least 2026. Right. So, because uh, I think Napoleon's 13 <laughs> years minimum. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, that's uh, that's what I'm sipping on. It is uh, wholesale cost at around 95 bucks. So, you're looking somewhere between 120 and 130 on the shelf. Um, probably get a couple extra bucks out of that, since it's a limited-time uh,
0: limited offer. Um, but it is... It is fucking good. Next time um, I'm with you, I want a glass. I, I've, I've never had that. I would love a glass of that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not going to be able to polish this off tonight. Um, actually, I might do. No, I won't. I won't. I'll save it for you. But the, uh, <laughs> what I will say too is um, those of you that listen to this, you already know this about me, but I don't drink cognac often. I do like the yak being of a man from PG County. Uh, but, I uh, I do after Thanksgiving and after Christmas uh, has all been said and done and the kids are asleep and you sit there and you go, God damn wife, we did a good job today. I love me a glass of barely warmed cognac.
0: There you go. Love that. And, uh, and it is just delicious. to uh, tie that into DU football show history lore, uh, very uh, fun little fact. The very first time when you and I had the concept of doing this show, we were at your house. We put the iPhone between the two of us. We wrote out some notes and then we uh, went ahead and did our what would be the kind of trial run. Can this work? Can we do a good show? Could we make this happen? And we did that over a bottle of Pierre Conrack, uh, Pierre uh, Ferran, uh Cognac, the uh, reserve. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yep. And, and uh, that night, sir, we did kill that bottle. Yes, <laughs> we we, did kill we definitely bottle. killed that bottle. Um, I mean, I-
1: cognac's delicious. I should probably <laughs> drink it more often. It is fucking good.
0: Oh, yeah. Cognac's I great. Do,
1: I like Armagnac. I just never pick it up because no one else seems to give a shit, and then it's only me drinking it. It's, and, and yes, I drink probably too much. I drink a lot, but I, I prefer to drink with Isolate people, that. obviously. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I prefer to drink with people. The whole point is, is sharing a drink and telling a story. Like, that's why we're in this business. That's why we do what we do. And every time I've offered a cognac to most people, they say no, right? It, it's mm-hmm. it's normally, um, you know, actually carry on from um, – no, never mind. This is a free show. Forget it. Yeah. I'll leave that one. Time. Well, let me go ahead and tell you about what I'm
0: uh, drinking, Mr. Graham. Uh, yeah, please. Doing please, a little please, bottle killing from the uh, top 20 list. Uh, so the Tom and Toll Cigar Malt, uh, the all-sherry-finished uh, uh, side whiskey, there was about – Maybe a half a glass left of that, so I had that during sound check, and then right. uh, I went ahead and killed off uh, the body of bo- uh, the bottle of uh, the M- Limavati, the Irish uh, Irish the single bolt, single side, barrel, yeah. uh, that's uh, represented by the Whistle Pig Company. Some drinking both of those, both really really good. Uh, the Tom and Toll really, I think, was probably the star of the show. If we're uh, by this time, people should have heard the whiskey show. But if you've never listened to the DU show and you've only listened to this show. Go back and listen to us talk about a bunch of whiskey. It's us and all of our drunk-ass friends. And uh, what should we always do when we do drink, Mr. Graham? Remember to drink responsibly. Very good. Unless unless
1: you're 10 steps away from your bed for the night, which yeah. I am. Very, right
0: now. very good. There we go. Make a little toast happen. A boy. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into it.
2: Championship Corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no.
0: No championship action because of the international break, but we are going to take a look at uh, a few league leaders, Mr. Graham. So we're going to start off with the uh, top five goal scorers. And uh, interesting note, not a single one play for the top three sides currently. I'm just sharing it around. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, Sammy uh, Zamodix of Blackburn leads the league with ten goals. Jack Clark. Oh, nice to have a Sammy in there. Yeah, uh, Jack Clark for Sunderland, and he's someone who was with them down in League One. He has got nine <laughs> goals so far. Adam Armstrong from uh, Southampton also has nine goals. Morgan Whitaker of uh, Plymouth Argyle has seven, and John Rowe of Norwich has set, um, has seven goals as well. <clears throat> Then on the assist side of things, I'm just going to bother with the the leader here. That is Leif Davis of Ipswich Town currently has eight assists.
1: There you go. Oh, awesome. We Good are. for
0: them. I wanted to find out who had uh, the shutout lead, but um, I could not find it. I even went into the uh, the EFL League page and could not find what goalkeeper has the shutout lead. <laughs>
1: I gotcha oh. because there's rarely a shutout. Yeah. What I, what I like is, uh, there's looks to be at least a lot of people of Scottish descent tearing the championship up. That's always nice to
0: yeah. see. Yeah. Well, and then of course, uh, Scotland's newest, uh, import apparently is Anthony Gordon. Who's going to go play for them. So he, cause he knows he's never going to make the English team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, 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 so we talked about it a lot with some of the Caribbean nations, like, um, uh, what's his name for West Ham? Mikael Antonio, yeah, who Jamaica. has Jamaican heritage. Yeah. Uh, going going to play for Jamaica. We, we've seen it with.
0: Damari Gray, Leon happy, Bailey. Yeah. There's a ton of guys that are yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, ha-
1: Alex Awobi with Nigeria. Mm hmm. Half of the Irish squad was born in England because their parents came to England to try to find work. Right, you know, yeah, um, that kind of stuff. So I mean, there's a lot of people with dual citizenship. There's a lot of people that qualify for multiple countries, especially in Europe where there's there's so much travel and you know promiscuous sex.
0: <laughs> so there's a,
1: there's a lot of people that have shared nationality. I mean, Emmanuel, uh, uh, Emmanuel, I'm sorry, uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Qualified for, like, Six Nations at first because his dad was, you know, Gabonese, His mother was French. They lived in Spain. He spent a lot of time in Germany and Italy and was able to either get passports or qualify for citizenship in those countries. So, at one point, he could have played for, like, six countries.
0: Mm, Incredible. Well, um, wild stuff. So, moving on to League One, there were only uh, two matches. Everything else got postponed. So, uh, as we talked about before, with League One, you got a lot of guys for like, you know, Azerbaijan, you know, or, you know, yeah. Kazakhstan. just like where, where playing in League One is more beneficial to them than playing in, say, you know, the professional league, the top flight of their own country. It makes more sense to go play in England. So Yeah, I mean,
1: there's a reason that you don't <laughs> see those clubs, and they qualify for European competition but it's always in the qualifying rounds and they still never make it right. Precisely. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a reason you see that and, and it, it is a kind of phenomenon. Um, cause if you go to a Spanish third tier game, for instance, you might get 80 fans at the stadium, you know, 90 fans, hundred fans at the right. stadium, you go to fucking late and There's thousand people in a 2000 capacity stadium. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, The the league system in England—it's—it's in all really of the rest of the world, and it is the outlier. But everybody's got (laughs) fucking everybody's got solid attendance records, except Wigan, which is a shame.
0: When we went to Pompey, it was a Tuesday night. Three of the four sides of that stadium were completely sold out, and the side that wasn't sold out was meant to be the visitor section, and they sold some ticket us, and that's where we ended up sitting but the other three well, sides the of the stadium. In front of
1: us were Portsmouth fans as know, well.
0: Yeah, we're completely <laughs> packed, completely packed. Yep. Um so two games happened. We had uh, Stevenage beat Lincoln City 1-0 and Blackpool put the uh, beat down on Shrewsbury Town 4-0. Now, one of the postponed matches, very important to keep an eye on cuz this means game in hand was going to be second yep. place Oxford was supposed to host first place undefeated Pompey. Yeah, it's huge. So it's a big game. That it's a big game, it's a very, and that's it's gonna, a very big game. You got to happen that. You got to imagine that's happening sometime in December. That that, that well, match the, is going to played. The other
1: thing too with that, Arsene Wenger used to say it all the time. Alex <laughs> Ferguson used to say it all the time. Games in hand, are, you know, are fine, but you'd rather have the points on the board. You'd rather mm-hmm. not have to wait to play those games because what happens? You get an injury, or you know, there there is a, another break or another competition that comes in and somebody gets a red card. And if it's in domestic football like the FA Cup, that you know, which we'll come on to at some point, you end up having players that are suspended for the league because it's yeah. a, a domestic thing. And, and, and it'd be different if they were playing a team in the relegation zone, but they're not. They're playing
0: second place. And they're playing so, at second place's building. So this could so also... You've got to
1: imagine. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to imagine that that game's going to now be even tighter.
0: Yeah, as uh, they are and, and currently undefeated. Drop as they are currently undefeated, this this is probably the first quote challenge that they could have really right. had because that's a very losable game to the second place team in their building when they know you're undefeated and they know you're the first place team. That crowd's gonna be up for it. So that was yeah, very interesting. 100%. Keeping it going on to league two. Mansfield Town has now moved into second place as they beat Newport County 2-0 and remain undefeated at 9 wins, 8 draws and 0 ties. I mean 0 losses.
1: I mean undefeated and in second place is is funny just as a sentence. I know. But when you're draw, when you're drawing that many games, it's it's to be expected honestly. I mean uh-huh. that's you got to start getting over the line and closing games out. Well, they
0: uh just started getting you should
1: be you should be walking away with the league they based just started on the first sentence i said
0: they literally just started getting over being on losses right yeah they exactly. just started getting over on that uh now at the bottom of the table uh Sutton is dead last but um the two teams in the second drop positions are a couple of pretty well-known lower league sides you got Tranmere and Forest Green are sitting mm-hmm. in those bottom in what would be 24th would be the last place. No, this is league two. So it's 22. So 22 and 21 and 19. So uh, and I'm sorry, 21 and 20 math is fun doing the, doing the maths, good maths. Um, but Tranmere and Forest Green, both in trouble. And the closest they are to Grimsby town, who's in 19th is four points. So they've got some work to do.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely, they do. Uh, Forest Green is basically a result of Big Dunk not understanding what a vegan was and trying to eat their pitch. I think, uh, and that's that's definitely given them a difficult start to the season. And Tranmere, of course, a, a famous old club. Uh, it would be a shame to see them fall out of the football league. Uh, they they need to get their act together. Being the one true Liverpoolian football club, heard that um, they need to get their stuff together asap.
0: Now, the really important part, Mr. Graham. Who's Accrington Stanley? Exactly. Exactly. You know who knows that? Motherfucking Wrexham does. Because they, Wrexham went to Accrington Stanley. And Accrington Stanley beat him two motherfucking nil, baby. That's it. You think everyone likes you because
1: of your Hollywood owners? You can't wait till you come to the late orange of the north.
0: <laughs> Everybody loves them. Some acky, and it was clearly because of Ben's perfect pitch that uh, the team won. One hundred percent. absolutely, it was.
1: I, mean, I saw, I saw a viral uh, uh, photo of him out there with scissors,
0: <laughs> just making it look perfect, getting it done. Now there was a little bit of controversy with the uh, ticket pricing, so. And i I gotta say I, I side with Accrington on this one, uh, apparently because Wrexham was coming to town, uh, they bumped up the ticket price five dollars more. It's yeah. it's an and and Ben talked about this last season when there were games where they knew that the visiting fans were gonna draw more than the home fans. It is a chance to make a little more money. It is a chance. You know what? You got Hollywood celebrities all the fucking time every fucking day at your fucking stadium. We don't. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to bump up the ticket a little bit more. Well, Ryan and uh, Rob took umbrage with this and have now said they're going to drop their ticket to prices $5 when they come when Accrington comes to Wrexham. And it's like, all right, boys, I understand the sentiment, but also understand this is the payday for fucking Accrington unless they right. advance well, in the FA the, Cup, which we'll come on doing. to yeah,
1: I- I'm sure they understand that, but what they're doing, is it's the perfect, Accrington did present them the perfect PR move. Right. Is all, is all that it is. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. And they, they are smart enough to do it. Yep, they're exactly. smart enough to seize that opportunity. That's all that they did. Mm-hmm. But it, it's Accrington's own doing that gave them that, that cause. However, I don't disagree either. I find it funny that that's a very American thing to do. Uh, And yet they seem to criticize us fairly frequently, uh, the English for the Mm -hmm. way in which we ticket and do our stuff and mix fans within the stadiums. Um, And no, this isn't about Colorado and black people. This is about (laughs) home and away fans. Don't get nervous. Uh, But they they get, they get terrified, you know, coming to NFL stadiums because they think we're, fucking light and flares and then a fight and shit and that's not American fandom unless you're from Philly.
0: No, that um, only happens when you've had a 30 pack of beer in the parking lot and then you start yelling at each other about standing. That's where the fights yeah. happen and it's exactly. not like a riot happens it's like two drunk assholes get into a fight and security drags them to the basement of the stadium and throws them in a jail cell to be taken away by the cops. Exactly. That's exactly. what
1: happens. America. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. um yeah. Now, we can drink in view of our stadium, uh, in view of our sports.
0: Mr. Graham, while we were away, there were a few uh, replays of the FA Cup uh, third round. Uh, oh, namely, yes, there were. You know, we, know, uh, we know that uh, Barnsley was going to the Hornets' nest, and then uh, Cray Valley Paper Mill had gotten a replay against Charlton. So let's find out what's going on in all of that, bud.
1: Absolutely, and I've had a little too much of this cognac, so I can't remember why the Hornets were operating the paper shredder. I don't, I don't remember what <laughs> happened. But uh, <laughs> we've got Barnsley 3-0 over Horsham. Uh, they, they were the ones with the old sticky paper yeah. or the uh, the bug zapper.
0: Yeah, brought or the, the rain. Whatever you brought the raid to the yeah. Hornets' nest.
1: And they got their. their uh, they. I even. You know what? When you said something to me earlier, hold on. Uh-huh. I know that's it's not on video, but I pulled this out just to make you laugh. Damn it! And then I forgot to bring it, and it is my Amazon tennis racket buzzer. Oh, okay. For son of a bitch,
0: that's what Barnsley, Barnsley did. Barnsley, Barnsley did to Barnsley the Hornets into there
1: with this. Yeah, that's what they brought in. Oh, uh, that's a too, lot of fun. Too bad, Horsham. We were we comfort. were fucking
0: rooting for you, man. We were rooting for you.
1: It's a shame. Uh, Petersburg, uh, the posh, uh, beat uh, not beat, well, they did beat Salford City on penalties, but it ended 4-4. Wow. And they only won 5-4 on penalties. <laughs> what, a, what a game that must have been. Uh, Accrington did lose uh, to Doncaster 2-1, but it did go to extra time, so there was a lot that they could um, they could take from that game, I'm oh, sure.
0: You see, you see, um, you see, Wrexham, now there's a reason why they need to charge extra, because they're not going to get that FA Cup payoff. Exactly. Uh,
1: Port Vale beat Burton Albion 2-0. Crew over Darby 3-1, which is a huge result for Crew. Um, Darby in a very bad way, man. Mm-hmm. They're not doing well at all at no. the moment. Uh, Grimsby Town took out Slow Town, Sloth Town, however you say it. S-L-O-U-G-H. That's- could be like four different things that I've heard, like Old English, New English, I don't know. Could be Slow, could be Sloth. Uh, 7 2. Just absolutely wiped the fucking floor with them. Uh, for all I know, you pronounce it Sloth Town because mm-hmm. they obviously weren't doing very much. <laughs> Get it? Uh, York City, 2 1 over Chester FC. Um, is that a women's team? I don't, I don't uh, know. Chester?
0: No. Keep it going. Yeah, keep it going. Nice try on the dad joke. <laughs>
1: uh, and then Forest Green Rovers. Now, here you go with a story that could possibly be used as a platform to stop fucking the league off. Mm-hmm. Five to two over Scarborough. There you go. There we yeah, go. It's it's a good thing. Um, I guess the dust, uh, the grass finally started to, to regrow. They were up 4 nil before Scarborough scored their first goal. So, uh, you know, great start, great, great thing for them. And then on Wednesday, Cray Cray Valley, the, my pick for this mm-hmm. year's FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, clearly, absolutely fucking walloped by Charlton six to one. How? Now they did have some parity. Was one one at halftime, and the wheels came just falling off. It was, they <laughs> scored. Uh, Charlton scored in the forty ninth, fifty first, fifty eighth, seventy seventh, and eighty fifth. So it was all have... like. Five, six, seven, eleven minutes apart. Just bang, bang,
0: bang, bang. It must bang. have been it's one hell talk. of a halftime talk. It might have just yeah. been. I will skull fuck all of you. <laughs> Go fucking well, win Charlton, this game.
1: Charlton, remember famously have that sword on their badge. Like, <laughs> Hey, put them to that. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing?
0: It's not that fucking hard. No, they did. All yeah. right. Well, so that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up. You got any parting words for us, Mister Graham?
1: Uh, this week, I don't think I do. Actually, um, no. Um, I think I'm good.
0: I, I've, I've got a few words. I mean, Colorado's. <laughs> Fuck you, F.A. Fuck you in your ass, F.A. I fucking hate you. The largest point deduction in the history of the top flight of football. For one fucking for 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 a financial area era, which Everton deserves, they, they did commit uh, an error, but it was um, they, vol- they volunteered to work with the league and everything that got worked out was mostly a stadium deficit for building a new ground that does not give you any help on the field. Oh, and the other thing they weren't able to do that certainly doesn't help you on the field is they weren't able to sell a valuable asset in Gilfie Sigurdsson because he was busy in jail for allegedly having a affair with an underage individual. Now, he got acquitted of all of that, but that's they couldn't sell him, and they didn't make money from him because of that. So, uh, Mr. Graham, I say the following. Fuck you, F.A. Nice. There
1: you go. Do you want my kind of maybe silver lining? Sure. I think you guys will survive. We said that on the whiskey show. Uh, I think that you guys will be absolutely fine. What I, I do think this is, and I think the end of your statement is what says it all. We will greatly monitor the other outcomes for teams that are under investigation are obviously talking about city and Chelsea. And they're probably talking about years down the line because there's so many potential violations mm-hmm. that it, it will take years for forensic accountants to actually work out what the fuck is real and not real. Now,
0: not for nothing, Sam Forrest hasn't had a shirt sponsor until recently and they bought 257 players in the last season and a half.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there're going to be one on the chopping block as well i think huh. but um i i think what this decision does do and what the FA maybe was was thinking and doing here is you all have the happen to be the the fucking scapegoats obviously but to be able to punish city needed to be a precedent right. maybe and that could be the silver lining to be able to get after City the way they want to. See, we have done this before, and it was a harsh penalty. You know what I mean? So that may be the silver lining is that teams like City that just literally do what the fuck they want, they they now can punish them appropriately. Whether they do remains to be seen, and that's why that whole last two sentences of your statement uh, from Everton Football Club was was put in there
2: mm-hmm. is
1: because if you're going to do this to us. You better fucking, if you're going to lay down this marker, we better see that marker fucking mean something in about six months or eight months or two years or whatever. Sad part so is it we'll won't. See, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think y'all will be safe. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so hopefully no harm, no foul.
0: Yeah, because I don't want to talk about my team in this show next year. That is for damn sure. Oh, well, All right. Next all right. up is uh, injury time where we're going to preview the – Premier League's action for uh, the next week, and we're going to talk about the beers we were drinking, and we'll check in on our adopted club, uh, Hiberian. So, Mr. Graham, should somebody want to find Injury Time? How do they go about doing it?
1: It's easy. Patreon.com forward slash Football Show to sign up for that one beautiful, glorious $5 tier, uh, and then you'll get all our extra content that Sam just laid out there for you. So, we will speak soon, hopefully, and have your clean, crisp, beautiful $5 bill in our pockets, and then you get more jokes, more dick jokes, more racist stories, more a whole bunch of other I stuff mean, that we'd like to
2: tell. We put out a whopper of a sound check this week. That's
0: worth the $5 right there. Mel, Mel, Mel put a out a whopper. <laughs> Mel put out a whopper. We just listened Ooh. and enjoyed the ride. You, yeah, usually
1: per week average, you get about an hour, hour to 15, hour to 20 minute kind of extra content a week. Uh, which uh, for $5 a month you're looking at about 6 extra hours of content a-, a month that's pretty damn good I think
0: as Annie DeFranco once famously sang white people are so scared of black people till next week everybody just a little nugget there <laughs> <laughs> good night.
2: born in the land of Bowie, Maryland to be a fan of fucking and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Ray J, the fucking cooter Graham. of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. From the United. Hit the fucking dude button.